understand that fear is there. And fear is there for even the most experienced people in business, down to people who are just starting. We all have it. And the differentiator is, can we push past it to embrace our boldness or are we going to let fear paralyze us and stay frozen? This is episode number 34 with Liza Huber. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Podcasters Paradise. As a mission and impact driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you answer this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. Since I started podcasting, I knew I needed to invest in myself, learn more about podcasting, and surround myself with the best minds in the podcasting industry. This is how I became part of the number one online community for podcasters called Podcasters Paradise, created by John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the most successful top-ranked and award-winning podcasts. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I highly recommend checking out Podcasters Paradise at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. You can also find the links on our show notes page at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash podcast. If you have any questions after checking out the Podcasters Paradise page or you want to know more about my incredibly positive experiences with Podcasters Paradise, shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com or DM me on Instagram at tibor.mindsethorizon. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. And so without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is Liza Huber, and in today's episode, we talk about Liza's entrepreneurial journey, where she shares highly valuable insights around overcoming fear, being bold in life and business, the importance of relationships in business, and finding passion and starting and scaling a mission-driven company. And so now a couple of words about today's guest. So Liza Huber is an entrepreneur, award-winning cookbook author, wife, mom of four, and the CEO and founder of Sage Spoonfuls. From making, serving, and storing homemade baby food to toddler meals and packing school lunches, Sage Spoonfuls is one of the most trusted brands in mealtime products for babies and kids and is available at major retailers both nationwide in the US and internationally. Liza has been featured on Good Morning America, Dr. O's Hallmark Home and Family, Good Day New York, and in Forbes.com's Female Entrepreneurs Rocking the World series. 
She's also been featured in Parenting Magazine, Fit Pregnancy, The Bump, People Magazine, New York Daily News, and contributed to Project Nursery, Big City Moms, and Healthy Child, Healthy World. Liza has graced the covers of Green Child Magazine, Long Island Parent, Networking and Celebrity Parent Magazine, and has been awarded the Mom's Best Literary Gold Award, Independent Publishers Award, Parent Tested, Parent Approved Seal, Cripsy Award, and Little Flower Children and Family Services Humanitarian Award. Having successfully built a globally recognized brand from the ground up, Liza loves sharing her experiences with other entrepreneurs. She speaks at events and on podcasts nationwide designed to inspire and empower female entrepreneurs. She was recently a featured speaker at Ondex Capitals, how she built this panel in New York City and is a mama mentor for the Hey Mama community. She's spoken at the National Association for Professional Women, Atlanta's Dare to Aspire conference, was keynote for the Pathfinder Awards in New York and co-hosted the Women Who Care Luncheon Benefiting United Cerebral Palsy. Liza's son, Brandon, has cerebral palsy and raising awareness and supporting the CP community is very close to her heart. And so without any further ado, let's bring on today's guest. Hi, Liza, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here and to be speaking with you. Yeah, Liza, you know, I am honored to have you on the show. Uh, you are the CEO and the founder of Sage Spoonfuls, which provides parents with a complete homemade baby food system and is one of the most trusted brands in mealtime products for babies and kids and is available at major retailers both nationwide in the U.S., and internationally. And, you know, as I was doing my research, <laughs> I found out that you used to work as an actress, uh, but maybe you were... I did. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was, a, I was a soap star of all things. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm literally honored to have you on the show and uh, you will talk to us a little bit more about that. I want to start with your with your story. First of all, talk to us a little bit more about Sage Spoonfuls, uh, how the current business or what the current business looks like, and then about your entrepreneurial journey. Sure, I would love to. So like you said, Sage Spoonfuls is you know a very popular and trusted brand of mealtime products. And we started out just um, for baby food, homemade baby food kits, but the brand really started growing very quickly. So now we're really like a one-stop shop for parents' mealtime needs for babies, toddlers, and big kids. And we've just... Um, we're experiencing a huge amount of growth right now, which is very exciting. We just launched into uh, nearly 300 uh, stores of one of the largest grocers here uh, in the Northeast in the U.S., and it's a very exciting step for us. We have a lot wow. of new products coming out for 2020, and and um, I'm I'm very very proud. I've followed my instincts and you know, grown in a way that's comfortable for me. I'm, I'm still 100% owner of the company and, uh, which definitely comes along with a yeah. lot of its own stresses, but I'm, I'm so proud to say that and just incredibly proud of what myself and my team have built. Um, it's just far exceeded my expectations and, it's it's very rewarding and and like you said we're available at the largest stores in the U.S. and in so many countries around the world as well. 
Wow, that's amazing to hear that. And congratulations. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's really, really exciting. And uh, I'm curious about the the story, how you got where you are today. So, where did it all begin? So, um, like you said, I started out in a whole different career. I was uh, an actress <laughs> and a soap star. Um, amazing. Which is, yeah. you know, it seems like 500 years ago, but it wasn't that long ago. And it was fun. And um, I, you know, look, we were making a lot of money back then. It was before reality TV. So soap operas were still very popular and we were having so much fun. But I was on the show for almost 10 years and about halfway through, and especially after I had my first child, I, I really money can't be everything, you know? And while it's nice, I did not feel fulfilled. Um, but I would have stayed doing that forever probably because really the money was good and I would have maybe found something else to do, you know, on, on the side. Um, but once the show, once the show went down, um, you know, finished up. I was pregnant with our second son and we moved back to New York to be near family. And uh, I had every intention of going back to TV, but in New York, but our second son wound up being born um, uh, nine weeks premature. So he was in intensive care for six weeks. And that was really a huge game changer for me. Uh, I mean, he was going to need some very high level care um, for a long time. And I had had this idea for homemade baby food products two years earlier after I had Royce, our oldest. But at that point I was working, I had a career, I didn't have the time, energy, or desire to start my own company. But I knew that Brendan and his situation, it was a game changer in my life and an absolute, you know, turning point. And I I started once he was home and he was stable and we knew he was going to be okay. Um I, I started doing research uh, about, you know, these products I had in kind of this this whole idea because there really was nothing. I mean, there was still BPA and chemicals and the plastics. There was nothing on the market to make providing your child, um, you know, this very simple need, healthy homemade food to make it easy. And as a working mom, I was just piecing a system together. And so after Brendan was home, I sat my husband down and I said, look, I have this idea, you know, unbeknownst to you, I've done hundreds and hundreds of hours of research and there's a huge hole in the market. And we discussed it. And, and I said, you know, I'm not going to go back to TV. I want to be home with the boys. Brendan really needs me. And, you know, both he and a relative threw me a little bit of seed money to kind of start this idea I had, which I thought was just going to be a recipe book and some storage jars. And very quickly, it became um, a very robust line of products. And five months after we launched, we were in all 250 Bye Bye Baby stores. I mean, it was like wildfire. Um, so, and I love it. I felt, I felt fulfilled. You know, I, I, I still get to you know, be, be out there and, and film fun recipe videos and, and do speaking engagements and podcasts and talk to people. But it's about something that I feel passionate about and I feel like I'm giving back. And so, um, it's been a wonderful journey and I truly believe that you have to leave yourself open to life surprises because you never know where it's going to take you. And never in a million years when I was on TV, would you tell me that just a few years later, manufacturing 
would turn out to be like this something that I just am obsessed with and could talk about for days. Life is funny like that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I love the things that you are talking about, you know, because uh, I'm a huge fan of this concept of having an open mind because you never know what can unfold for you uh, in your life. And I used to work as an architect just to share this with you, uh, my listeners. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that. I didn't times. know that you were an architect. Yeah, I used to work as an architect. I moved out to Germany. I was born in Hungary. So I had a kind of like journey as well. And um, I turned to personal development and uh, the things that I, I do now. And mainly because I was I was looking for fulfillment and, 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 and passion and purpose. The things that you mentioned, and I think in your story, it's such a such a huge value for people to to listen to this that you know you found this fulfillment and calling and i want to dive deeper there a little bit you know there was this uh, kind of journey of finding this calling that you need to transition from being an actress to do this absolutely and it actually wasn't really it was a choice made for me i mean it was a no brainer here you have this child who you know almost died twice in intensive care and you know the notion of leaving him with a nanny that was not that was not okay because he needed so much more than that. I mean, we, I mean, the first few months of his life, they first thought he had no gallbladder and they, then they thought he had, you know, uh, a rare red, red blood cell disease. And then they thought he had this and they thought he had that. And, you know, it wasn't until, and there were, it just was, the decision was made for me. I mean, he was diagnosed with cerebral palsy right before his second birthday because, um, you know, at, at 19 months old, he couldn't stand up. So really this decision, this decision was, was just a no brainer, you know, but, but I, I love to work and I have a lot of ideas. And so this just, it was a process that unfolded on its own. Um, you know, the, the need to be home with my son, the, the desire to make a product that would make, because of course, after having a sick child, you know, you realize the importance of really intense, good nutrition is, is more important than ever. And I, I realized really how difficult it is to do that. Um, and it shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't be so hard, you know. When we're when when parents are expecting, you know, you you spend hours and hours of research on the safest car seat and the best products, and and of course, when you're pregnant, you know, what can I eat? What can I not eat? What can I do if I have a headache? Can I take anything? And then, you know, everyone, it's it's all about breastfeeding. It's so important. And if you can't breastfeed, what's the most important formula? But then, boom! All of a sudden, you know, when we're going to transition to solids, we're supposed to feed them processed food you know, from the store for every meal, every day, it never made sense to me. And then you see the unbelievable rise of food allergies, um, in kids and picky eating and, you know, it's all related. And I thought, why, why is the mentality all of a sudden processed food for every meal for every day? And I really tried to develop a system that demystified homemade baby food that made it, gave busy parents, um, a system to where you would spend 10 or 15 minutes every two weeks and you'd just stock your freezer full of food. So you would go shopping in your freezer instead of at the store. 
I mean, that was my, my whole mission was to make healthy easy for busy parents. Yeah, uh, it's, it's so incredible. Uh, and I love it. I love it. So uh, this became your calling. So you, you were basically called to do this. Uh, it's so, so great. And you know, just one book came to my mind and it's called uh, Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And I haven't read this book yet, but I, I've heard a lot about this book. And it's basically about when someone uh, experiences adversity or challenge or any kind of struggle in their lives, this could become that person's purpose or, or you know, calling in life. I love to support with the show and everything that I do, impact and mission-driven entrepreneurs. And that's why I really uh, resonate with your story, you know, and, and these people create something out of some kind of a calling and, and bigger mission that is, you know, bigger than yourself because, wow, your story is just like, I love it. Thank you so much. And it goes back to what you said in the beginning. It's about, you know, leaving yourself open for change. Um, I, I could have gone back to to working in television, but it didn't feel right. You know, you have to like, you really have to leave yourself open. And and, and it's it's amazing where life can take you if you leave yourself open. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was, I can tell the listeners, I was also very open because, you know, I wasn't really thinking about what I learned or what I studied or whatever. I was just, you know, open for the future. And that's that's really important. And I love that you were too. And, and this amazing, you know, journey unfolded. And I know that your um, husband supported you very much. So uh, would you just talk to us a little bit more about this entrepreneurial journey? Like what was the most important support or the biggest support during this journey? Absolutely. I... I, my favorite story does involve my husband and it was very early on. And of course you don't just launch a product line overnight. And I was also writing a book, um, a recipe book and an, you know, an information, a nutritional information book. And so we knew it was going to be a two year concept to creation, which is fairly standard. Um, but then we got, you know, in the book, of course I was writing and I had a design team helping me and you know, I, I felt like I had that under control and now I thought, my goodness, how on earth am I supposed to source product? And I wanted to make as much in the USA as possible. It's very important to me. Um, but I found uh, the source guide and I found a distributor and a manufacturer who I thought would be great for these jars I had in my mind. And I will never forget walking down. I still see the moment walking down the stairs, walking into my husband's home office, just as he was getting off a business call. And I said, babe, babe, so excited. I think I found the manufacturer for our jars. Will you call them for me? And he hung up the phone and he said, I will absolutely not call them for you. <laughs> he said, he said, Liza, you may not know much about business and I will help guide you, but you are smart. You are resourceful. You have done so much research. No one knows more about this topic than you do at this point. And if you're going to be the CEO of this company, you're going to make your own phone calls and you are more than capable of making your own phone calls. So I want you to make that. He said, I will guide you. Absolutely. Yeah. He said, but you will make your own phone calls because you can do this. And I was like, heck yes, I can do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I walked downstairs to a quiet room because the boys were, um, you know, I have four kids now, but I only had two at that time and they were very little. So there was a quiet room in the basement. And I literally, right after that, you go girl speech from my husband, <laughs> I cold called this 
huge factory. Wow. I mean, this huge factory. And somehow, some way, I got this amazing man named David on the phone who happened to be the head of engineering. I don't know if it was his lunch break. I don't know if he just heard something in my voice that made him want to talk to me. But this sweet man answered the phone and spoke to this strange woman on the phone for 45 minutes. And after we spoke, he believed so much in me and my idea, he pitched me to the rest of the executive team. And two weeks later, I was in there with a room full of men by myself and I pitched my idea and they agreed to work with me. And, and from that moment on, I was like, you know what? I, I, I may not have a business background, but I am smart as hell and I'm going to learn on the fly here and we're going to do this. That, and that, that was it. And that was it. <laughs> and actually there's still our, there's still our main, we've, we work with them now seven years later and they're still our main manufacturer. And that lovely gentleman, David, has since retired. But in the years before he retired, every time I would see his name on an email, it just gave me this warm feeling because that was the start. That was the first person to pick up the phone and give this woman a chance and just listen to what she had to say. Wow, that's incredible. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love it. And uh, I hope that listeners are really paying attention to this because what came to my mind actually is, you know, be bold, right? Because yes, yes. Be bold because you just you just don't know. I mean, I, I often talk about uh, belief systems and limiting beliefs, and beliefs are normally created by past experiences, right? So we we don't know what we are capable of, but we focus on the things that we have achieved in the past, so we cannot say what we can achieve in the future. So we often, you know, listen to our beliefs, which are mainly created by past experiences or information from the past. But just being open, as you said at the at the very beginning, and be bold, it can, you know, just open up doors, as you just said. It, it really can, and I think I think that our personal relationship with fear is very important to understand because. Um, we're all afraid, right? We're, we're fear, fear of failure, fear of not being ready, fear of looking like an idiot, fear of not having enough money, fear of this, fear of that. And you can't be bold on, until you have a really good handle on your relationship with fear and being willing to kick fear to the curb for 20 darn seconds so you can dial the number and cold call or email whoever you need to do to take that next step. Um, and understand that fear is there. And fear is there for even the most experienced people in business, down to people who are just starting. We all have it. And the differentiator is, can we push past it to embrace our boldness or are we going to let fear paralyze us and stay frozen? Absolutely. So so did you experience fear and how, how did you handle fear? Like, How did you think about that uh, for example, this cold call, I can imagine that this was one of the first calls that you uh, made. And, and what did you just say to yourself? You know, A very long time ago, I came across a quote that said something like, what would you do with just 20 seconds of just unabashed, fearless, wild courage? What would you do with 20 seconds of courage? And so I just, I just like picked up the phone and dialed. 
I like just picked up the phone and dialed. And what's the worst they could do? They they don't answer the phone. I leave a message. Uh, I they, they well, the the worst you can get is a no. But if you don't try, you'll never know the things I have been able to accomplish by just asking is amazing. It is amazing. And you know what? I'm not told yes all the time. I'm, I'm told no a lot. But if you don't ask, you will never know. And actually, like, I mean, you, you just have to ask. You just have to take those 20 seconds to shut your fear up, throw it on the back burner, and send the email, have the conversation, you know, pick up the phone because almost always people by their, their nature want to help. It's very few and far between where you're really going to get a jerk. And if you happen to get a jerk, and Lord knows I've had my fair share of them, it's not about you anyway. And that's God's way of saying, you know what? This is not going to be the thing. This is not going to be the person. Make the next phone call. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Uh, Fear is a great topic. Uh, I have been focusing on that because, yeah, we are hardwired for negativity and fear. So it's the fear response that kicks in. And, you know, we can come up with these scenarios, worst case, whatever, but uh, it's really just being bold and 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 asking, as you mentioned. You know, for example, I haven't shared it on the podcast yet, but you know, I just reached out to Tony Robbins. I invited him on the show. Why not, right? So the worst thing, the worst thing that can happen is that I I get a no, right? And my mindset was, for example, you know, those people are out there to help you, right? So those people are out there. Of course, they have priorities and limited time and and so forth, but. You know, they are out there to support you and help you, especially in the personal development field. So those people have this kind of mindset that, okay, here's this guy. I can support him in any ways and I will do that. And I wanted to get back to your husband because I think, you know, and I was just listening to uh, one of the conversations with Tom Billy and Brandon Bouchard. Uh, Brandon is a high-performance coach, and he talks about uh, high-performance, and he talks about the importance of relationships as well, which uh, people don't talk about that much uh, in the business space. But I think it's really important to have somebody who believes in you and who supports you. It can be your husband or a coach or somebody, but you know, as you are talking about your story, I can hear that your husband just believed in you 100%, right? Oh, 100%. And he also put his money where his mouth was. I mean, we something about taking venture capital never felt right to me. And it still doesn't feel right to me seven years later. And here we are seven years later, and I'm still 100% owner. Now, of course, this is a not everyone has the ability to do this, right? Not everyone has a spouse who can put their own money in. But boy, did he put his own money in. I mean, to the point where it got a little bananas. I mean, in the beginning, he drained his 401k twice for me. He took on a very large home equity, home equity line of credit to help me grow the company. And once we sold that house, we um, and this was in the early years, we came out with nothing. And we had, because he believed so much in what I was building and it was the vision for the future, um, he was willing to say, okay, I'm going to be the sole guarantor for this huge loan so you can build your company. But we we full well knew that in a few years when we went to sell that house, we would come back with, we would come out of it with nothing. Because between paying the mortgage and paying back the home equity line, we came back with nothing. And so like zero nothing. <laughs> So when we moved up to Massachusetts three and a half years ago, we had to rent a place to live. We couldn't afford to buy. But again, that vision 
that vision for the company for the future. Um, uh, and so it was at that point we stopped putting our personal money in because the company, the, the train had really left the station and we were really bringing in enough revenue to um, to support the growth that we were seeing. Um, but I mean, he really believed in me. And you know what? Another important thing to talk about in relationships, it's not just who supports you at home, but it's your business relationships. The the relationships I've built um, are are with my with my factories in China, with my factories in the U.S., with my team. Um, it's it, it's so important uh, because sometimes they'll bend the rules for you, you know, and sometimes they'll put you know th- they'll give you payment terms because they know you're um, you know self supporting this company. I mean, and you're building these relationships, and and there's a trust there. Okay, I can't pay you this week, but I can I. I can assure you that it will be next week and they will allow the orders to keep flowing and, or, or, um, whatever it is in someone's specific case. It's, it's relationships is everything. You hear so much about relationship building, uh, for people, um, in business on wall street, for example, there's a lot of entertaining that goes on, um, and relationship building. Uh, but it's the same thing in manufacturing and people don't realize that. I mean, I have video calls with my factories in China all the time, all the time. And you want to talk about, you want to talk about, um, bold, I full on was able to get to, 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 to have the impossible happen. And I couldn't even believe it. I said to my husband, I said, you know what? I'm going to ask for some, something that is insane. And this just happened, um, a couple of weeks ago, we have like 10 different, 10 different factories that we work with, but some of them, some of the products cost more than others. And three of the, these factories, um, produce products that are very expensive. And at the same time I needed to have to pay for, I mean, a lot, like a lot, like six, like so much money. And I said, gosh, I need to come up with all this money like right away. And I knew I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it all at the same time. So I said, you know what? I'm going to ask something crazy, crazy. I, I asked all three factories. I said, listen, cause you pay a little bit up front and you pay the majority when the products are ready to be released at port. I asked these three factories if due to our relationship, right? Six, seven years in business. Would you be willing, would you be willing to release the products without the final payment? Two out of three said yes. This is unheard of. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like I I had a feeling one of them might do it. I knew the one who said no was going to say no. And the third one said in the history of their factory, they've never, ever done it, but they believe in me. They, they trust me. And they released it. So in in them doing that, it keeps my orders flowing. They all got paid just two weeks later than they really wanted to. But if you don't ask, you will never know. And I cannot even tell you how so un- supremely unheard of that is for a factory in China to release products before they're 100% paid. So this is relationship. They like me. They know me. They trust me. Wow. Wow. That's really, really important. Like know and trust and no ask yep. no get i think i'm i've already mentioned it but it's yeah. really important and uh what i wanted to mention also you know uh about relationships uh i was wondering like you built everything from ground up so from scratch am i right yep 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah 100 percent from scratch and so what are the things that you 
you needed to learn. We talked about personal development. We talked about business. What were the most important things that you needed to acquire or learn in order to, you know, just build this business and, and go forward? So there, there, there's two things, right? The first thing is actual business knowledge, actual knowledge of manufacturing, actual knowledge of, you know, retail and talking to buyers. And Lord knows I made my share of mistakes. My goodness. But, you know, that's how we learn. And then, you know, there's everything you talk about, which is the mindset. And really, it's just now, just now or in the past six months where I have truly come into my own as a CEO. And I true, and it's because my mindset is there. You know, I have proven to be resilient. I have proven to myself to be resourceful. I have proven to to break the glass ceiling as far as female-owned businesses are concerned. You know, we are thriving after five years, whereas 98% of female-owned businesses are out of business after five years. We have broken the barrier. You know, we're in the 1% of female-owned companies who make over a million dollars a year. We've broken (laughs) that barrier. So it's, you know... Yeah. Thank you very much. So, so when I feel nervous or fearful, um, I look at the empirical data. No, I do know what I'm doing. And you know what? The worst thing I can get is a no, or the worst thing I can get is this. And failing is a good thing. Failing and making mistakes is okay because the fear never goes away and making mistakes never goes away. Um, but you just have this different trust in your abilities. And so for me now, Whereas in the first few years, I would just push myself. I'd be nervous as I'll get out. Oh my gosh, so nervous to make these calls and so nervous. And I'd pace my room and pace my office and just, it was a whole different process. And maybe my voice would be a little shaky on the phone and I'd have to make all these notes, but I would still do it. I would still push myself past the fear, knowing that at some point I'm going to get more comfortable. And now in the past six months or so, when presented with problems, which are every day, problems every day. It doesn't present um, a mindset of stress anymore. You know, it's just like, okay, here's another problem. And you, you're able then when you, you know, fully walk into your, your calm mindset of belief in your abilities where you say, okay, here's a problem. I'm fully capable of solving it. So you're solving these problems from a place of calm instead of from a place of stress. And that's a big difference and a real help in walking into your full potential. Wow. I love it. You know, I'm a huge mindset geek. So (laughs) 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 when I, um, you know, when I have, you know, challenges or problems, I always, and it just came to my mind as you were talking about this mindset that I put down and I usually suggest people doing this, like putting down the why behind the business or behind whatever you want to build. Uh, obviously, you had this calling, which is connected to a, a huge core value, which is which is you know family and love, and and and. But I put down some of my values, and when I have some difficulties or challenges, I usually get back to these values. So why did I start what I started? And you know, I just put down things like this: flexibility, freedom. For me, it was important. For example internationality. I was working in German. Um, I wanted to use English. I wanted to work internationally, for example. And and freedom to create my own reality, freedom to create my own team, my own colleagues and, and things like that. So these these were some of my values. And and when I face some kind of a difficulty, I I get back to these. And um, you know, I talk about vision 
uh, mindset, vision, of course, mindset, uh, but vision combined with core values. So the, the things that you really want to experience and are important to you in your life. And uh, thanks you, thank you for sharing this uh, this information. I just wanted to share this with you. And uh, yeah, it's it's such an incredible story and and journey. I wanted to ask you about the best and the worst moments that you had during this six years, seven, six, six, seven years, right? Yeah, seven years. Yeah, seven years. So best moments, so to speak, and and maybe worst, biggest challenge, let's say so, and how you overcame them. The biggest challenge, especially when you have a physical product, is, I mean, the biggest challenge in any company, I think, is cash flow. Um, and keeping the business funded. Because uh, as CEO, that's my number one job. And um, I've definitely been presented like with some really big challenges. I mean, uh, with with keeping the company funded and the cash flow situation. I mean, because when you when you're growing, and like I said, we just launched into 300 stores of one of the biggest grocers in the Northeast, I had to um, I had to spend uh, four weeks worth of cash in one week. And I said, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do these next three weeks? And you just figure it out. You know, it's interesting. What do you go to when there's a problem? For me, I don't go back to anything, but Liza, you're going to figure it out. That's all I tell myself is Liza, you're going to figure it out. So, you know, I went maybe and, and got an online, you know, a quick online loan to figure it out, you know, or, you know, recently we, we brought on a factor, you know, Going back to those relationships, a factor is someone who who owns maybe some of your accounts and can pay you faster. You know, just falling back on resilience, falling back, knowing you can come through. Um, that's the most difficult thing. And 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 I have a funny story about cash flow and mistakes made early on. We um uh <laughs> we like I said, we launched in Bye Bye Baby five months after we you know, launch the product line. I mean, I really was very, very inexperienced in business and without even so much as having a friend look at the retail boxes, just because me and the designers like them, we spent $25,000 on a full suite of retail boxes for the whole line. And I mean, I laugh about this meeting with my Bye Bye Baby buyer to this day. So when you go into the boardroom, you set up your boxes and the meeting, when you do business and when you're getting started with a company that big, meetings are two to three hours. So we were in there for two hours talking about all the cost of business and all the things that most people would find scary. And at the end of the meeting, she says to me, Liza, I love you. I love the product line. I hate your packaging. And I said to myself, and I started to cry in the meeting. <laughs> I was crying in the meeting. And because I said to myself, oh my gosh, I just spent almost all my cash. I just spent $25,000 on these boxes. How am I going to find more money? You know, because we want to take this opportunity. And like, it's just these, these things that I laugh at now, but you know, you figure it out, you figure it out. So for me, the biggest challenge and, you know, the biggest challenge is keeping the company funded, uh, and being resourceful and resilient. And, you know, the biggest reward is that I was able to do that. With every financial challenge, I was able to get through it. I have learned so much about funding and financing and all these different ways that you can fund your company without giving up equity to a 
venture capitalist. So I'm so proud that we are, you know, have been pulling in a hearty seven figures in revenue for for five, five years now. And yeah, there's been, we've done everything from drain ourselves personally to get online loans, you know, to taking on a factor, to doing this, to doing that. We're going to do a crowdfunding, a really fun crowdfunding campaign with iFundWomen. Um, there's just, that's my biggest, that's what I'm most proud of. I'm most proud of how I've been able to dig myself out of my biggest challenge. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it's highly valuable to Mindset Nation, to the listeners. And so, Liza, you also wrote a book. So would you just talk to us a little bit more about that? What can people learn from that book? What they can expect when they purchase that book? Absolutely. And thank you for asking. It's called Sage Spoonful, Simple Recipes, Healthy Meals, Happy Babies. And that was the, that was the first launching point um, of the brand. It, it was the whole point of the book was to demystify uh, making food for your babies. Because as I spoke to friends and moms at different events and things, the the number one reason why people weren't making food for their babies is because they were afraid they were going to do something wrong. And so I wrote this book. The first half of the book is information, really basic, easy to understand information written with the help of a, uh, a pediatrician as, as our guide. Um, and to really demystify like when you should start your baby on solids, how to do it, the benefits of making your own, you know, um, the benefits of going organic, you know, what products you need, how to use it, how to store it. Uh, and then the whole second half of the book, the way I wrote the recipes is entirely different than any other book to this day on the market. I didn't write, I didn't write recipes. It was preparations of single whole foods, plum, pear, butternut squash, you know, not big fancy recipes because nobody has time for that. My whole mission is to make easy healthy. You do not need to, to make a recipe. You need to just mash an avocado and mash a banana, serve them individually or mix them together. And if you were to look at the book with each individual food, there will be dozens of food combinations that go with it that you need nothing other than that other food. You, you Okay, your baby likes avocado. What else goes good with avocado that you happen to have in your fridge? Oh, you have some carrots? Great. Here's what to do with it. Um, it's literally preparing single whole foods. What other single whole foods go well with it? It is, you know, it, it, it's my, you know, so it takes all the demystifying out of it. Homemade, you know, baby food should be fresh, but it does not need to be fancy because nobody has time for fancy. <laughs> So that's really what the book is about. It's, it's about keeping it simple. That's about what Sage Spoonfuls is about, bringing simplicity back to feeding your kids. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. And I also wanted to ask you about Sage Spoonfuls. So would you just talk to us about the product line for the listeners who are not really familiar with the company? So what are the what are some of the most common products and, and product lines that Sage Spoonfuls has? 
Thank you for asking. So Sage Spoonfuls is a very robust product line. We have everything that parents and caregivers need to prepare, serve, and store um, your own baby food, uh, to making toddler meals, you know, at home and on the go, to packing, you know, litterless, healthy school lunches really easily for older kids. So we have the recipe book and the blender and we have storage jars, you know, um, our glass storage jars are over five times stronger than regular glass. They're stronger than Pyrex. I mean, we really, we've taken all the basics and made them better and then put them together in a system. Um, and everything that Sage Spoonfuls has grows with your child. So the blender, you're going to use it for 10 years. You know, the um, our, our, we have stainless steel plates. We have silicone suction plates for picky eaters. I mean, you're going to use them for years. We have a patented reusable food pouch. I mean, we have so many wonderful products for basically kids, babies who are four months old up until kids who are age 10. Um, so we really are, you know, a parents, a busy parents, one-stop uh, feeding product shop for their families. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing. And you're welcome. And I wanted to say quickly, you can find us, you know, at Bye Bye Baby, you know, uh, online with Target and Walmart and Amazon, and you know, hundreds and hundreds of independent retailers across the U.S. Um, and as well as internationally. Yes, thank you so much. And people actually, or listeners, can get a 25% discount uh, using the code MINDSET25. So thank you so much for... Yes, at sagespoonfuls.com. You can get 25% off any order with that code at sagespoonfuls.com. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for providing this to the listeners. And I always ask uh, you know, my guests about books uh, that transform their life, business, or you know, it can be any kind of books, would you recommend something to the listeners, maybe mompreneurs or entrepreneurs who are listening right now? Absolutely. The book I just finished is actually not about business at all. It's Sheryl Sandberg's book called Plan B. And it's, it's I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a unbelievable book about the human spirit and our ability to be resilient after failure or tragedy or trauma. And it is so powerful. And she talks about the devastating story of the loss of her husband and how she came back, you know, to life through that. But in all woven throughout the book is other people's stories of failure, tragedy, and trauma and how they bounced back. And resilience is probably the number one most important thing that entrepreneurs need because you get knocked down every single day. And all of us are affected by various traumas in our life. And how do you continue on as a professional um, when you're dealing with a trauma or a failure or a tragedy or something that just rocks your world? Um, so I highly, highly recommend um, Plan B by Sheryl Sandberg. It is so beautifully written about our ability to be resilient. Wow, that sounds like an amazing book. Thank you so much. And so before I ask my last question, please tell the listeners where they can find you online. Oh, thank you so much. So for Sage Spoonfuls, we're at Sage Spoonfuls on Instagram and Facebook. Um, 
and you know our website is sagespoonfuls.com and then for me personally you can find me on Instagram at Liza Huber L I Z A H U B E R Yeah that's amazing thanks for sharing people will find the links in the show notes as always uh and my last question is um how do you see yourself and the business in let's say five years time if you have to come up with a vision kind of like So my ultimate goal is to grow the company as as large as I can um and then to you know eventually sell the company probably within five years um to you know another company who can make it even bigger than I can and then what I would like to do is I really want to coach and mentor and invest in other female owned businesses and and help you other female entrepreneurs the way I've been helped along the way because there are so many mistakes we have to make on our own but there are also a lot of mistakes that you don't need to make by learning from others and I really really want to help guide and invest in other female owned businesses wow that sounds amazing I love it I didn't know that so that's that's new for me too And, and I wish you uh, good luck with all these aspirations with your business um, exiting and then starting your mentoring and just sharing your story you know it's so supportive and and, and useful for for everyone so just sharing your story you know it's really empowering because you know you were transitioning for a, for a completely different field so that's 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 amazing and thank you so much for being on the show and thank you so much for sharing your story Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful speaking with you and really an honor to be a guest on your wonderful podcast. Thank you so much. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website mindsethorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, mindset transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us a message. We'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be limitless, my friends. Be limitless.